we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. <laughs> me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hello, and welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I am Scott Westby. Hey, Scott Westby. I'm Matt Waterworth. Oh, hi, Matt. I, you're here too, I guess. <laughs> uh, we are Full Swing Productions, and every week we bring you news tips and interviews in the film, video, and digital media industries of Alberta. That we do. That we um, do. Tom Benz likes to call it the screen industries. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Joe Novak likes oh, to Joe call Novak. it the yeah, screen industries. Right. Yeah. Tom Benz likes to call it uh, the motion picture industries. Right. Um, which I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. What is this industries that we are in, Matt? It's it's so it's so tough because it's you know there's there are a bunch of words that work like I like to say content right but like a written article is content sure. or, or, so that or, doesn't really yeah, work like, either or the, a band makes content. yeah exactly yeah. exactly so um, there's not really one perfect word for it except for film well still kind of yeah works. I mean you're not shooting on film man <laughs> right exactly it's digital. Exactly. But I'm I'm okay with that. Like you know, we we look at uh, CDs. It's like a CD still represents music, even though nobody has CDs anymore. Right. Uh, record. <laughs> Some people do maybe. Uh, but you know, a lot of technology is gone and uh, still represents that right. industry. And so I yeah. I think you I, you dig film industry? I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, I think as a band, you still make a record. As a short filmmaker, you're still making a film. Sure. Right. A film is is. Uh, something different than the physical uh, right. film. That you and, and we call them short films, whether they're on film or not. And I don't think that is a term that people get fussy about. You right. Well, no, you're shooting a short video. It's, yeah. yeah, short film if it's a narrative piece. Okay. Yeah, let's let's I, all agree right now that we're going to call it the film industry, even <laughs> though it's technically totally wrong. Unfortunately, there's just no perfect answer. Um, unless we invent a new word. Scott Westby industry. No, but oh. stay tuned. All right. <laughs> the Scott Westby. The new word is coming, and it's not Scott Westby. So the Calgary Expo was this last weekend. Yeah, How we were at the Calgary you? Expo. Man, I had a blast. I've been trying to organize my thoughts about all the fun things I did. Day one was awesome and we got you know we had our, our company was doing some some work with the expo so we had that getting started and set up and i got this sweet sweatshirt that i'm wearing right now this firefly sweatshirt i hurt my foot because i was walking around too much that's how right. out of shape i am right. <laughs> oh what did you do to your foot i walked on it i walked on it a lot though guys yeah, yeah well a lot yeah. four times around the expo and then on friday we did the parade and there was like the william shatner thing and the, the expo moment stuff was going great and then and then we did panels and i moderated a panel and uh, I met this dude from LA who did this comic book, uh, and and then he shot a short film of the first couple episodes of the comic book, and I chatted with him, and I bought his book, and it was awesome. It was a great, it was a great one. Yeah, it was great. The end. <laughs> uh, thanks for putting it on, everybody. Well, uh, and thanks and for coming to the yeah, panels. I thought yeah, you'd yeah, talk yeah. a little bit no, more. No, I mean panel. the panels were great. Yeah. Um, we we had the last panel on Sunday was our business school for actors. Mm-hmm. It was the very very last panel. Considering a terrible time slot, not a bad turnout. Uh, I agree. I expected yeah. literally three people to yeah. show up because yeah. hours before I, we were watching the hordes leave the grounds because yeah, exactly. Game of Thrones is coming on, obviously. Right. So they yeah, all we got to go watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but no, it was a great turnout, and uh, I think we'll we'll try to do that again next year. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but uh, the other two panels, of course, are, are wonderful every year. And uh, yeah, and I saw that there was a Winona Earp panel, which executive producer and former boss of mine, Tom Cox, was on. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's so cool that he's getting into the, the expo. And I think... Uh, a lot of our listeners were also on their own panels. Yeah, there was totally, another like we totally, had we yeah. had business schools for actors, but there was one called Breaking into the Business mm-hmm, for Actors, mm-hmm, which had yeah. uh, some actors that we love uh, for sure. on it. So script to screen, with, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the alley with screaming people, and yep. and of course a bunch of screenings of One right. Hit Die and and web series and awesome filmmakers doing their thing. So it was an awesome time. You got to go there next time, or go to Edmonton and go to the uh, Edmonton Expo, which is coming right in September, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Rosies, the Ampia Rosie Awards are mm-hmm. coming up on Saturday. We'll be talking about our experience there next did we, episode. Did we get nominated for anything? We did not. Oh, do we? Oh. <laughs> we, did, we also didn't submit anything. 
so that's okay. We're I just want to go have a good time. I want to submit something next year. We should probably submit something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. It's a good goal. What? Uh, why do awards matter? Yeah, you know what? I, I remember I was at the Ampia Awards, and I probably—it's nothing negative, but I shouldn't, you know, repeat things without people's permission. So, someone who well respected in the industry, coming off of the stage with their award, said it great. Uh, I overheard them say, "You know, I don't do it for these awards, but it sure is nice mm. to to get." Okay. And and he was saying that to another award winner, and that person was agreeing. And and it is true. It's 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 nice to have some recognition. Does it mean anything to anyone outside of our province? Probably not. I don't think so. But it's a nice no. party, and it's nice to celebrate some good work. I agree, and I think it is a way to um, provide equity mm-hmm. to our industry. Now, you like you're creating award-winning filmmakers every year, right? Who can say that they are award-winning filmmakers? Totally, now, right? exactly. So, as far as as um, legitimizing filmmakers and and kind of a welcome into the industry, I think winning a, winning an Ampia is. Uh, a great thing mm-hmm. for, for those people. Yeah, no, I always keep an eye on the student award. It's always yeah, interesting certainly. to see who's yeah. who's just coming out of the uh, out of school and and getting that kind of recognition. So yeah, but I also want to want to speak to people who uh, who applied for a nomination and did not even get a nomination, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that it should stop anyone from applying in the future, right? Um, unless you really don't care, right? Uh, and and maybe you care about like the Canadian Screen Awards, which are probably have more clout. A little bit bigger, yeah, for sure. But it's also a great opportunity to network. Totally. Yeah, a lot of the the big industry players are going to be there on Saturday. Uh, The biggest industry player is going to be there, Matt Waterworth from Full Swing Productions. Oh, boy. So go say hi to him, um, (laughs) and I'll be around him probably. Yeah. So you can say hi to me too if you want. Um, But yeah, it's going to be a a super great fun time. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. What are you wearing? Uh, I was just thinking about that. I was, I was staring off into the distance going, oh, man, i got to figure something out to wear. Uh, I have a new blazer that I haven't worn. I've worn it only once or twice. Um. And I might just wear jeans. It's kind of casual. The the casual blazer jeans combo. Yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> and maybe the tuxedo t-shirt. Ah, yes. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. This is gonna you're gonna rock. You are lucky enough to have a bunch of tailored suits that you picked up. There. Yeah, I got a custom suit in Vietnam that I will mm-hmm. be wearing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Charcoal something something black. Perfect. Um anyway, let's talk about something more interesting. Like our but mayor. Get your, but get, oh, no. get your tickets. If yeah, you, yeah, get if your tickets. You, the tickets are still available. available. Yeah. yeah. Um and it's a it's a must do, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Uh Nenshi goes to L.A. Nenshi's going to going to California. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, he's going uh, specifically to L.A. to meet with folks in the film industry there to talk about Calgary's new film studio. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's going to Silicon Valley to talk about uh, Calgary's tech industry. But uh, it is so wonderful and refreshing to have our mayor do- doing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Not that Nenshi never would have before, but just to have a mayor that does that totally. is yeah. great. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I just got to say, I saw I saw that post on Twitter, and there wasn't a lot of hate. But Nenshi's not, you know, some people are a little upset with him over the Uber situation. Um, and I and I just have to say, some somebody chimed in, and it wasn't even to him; it was to the the Metro. Uh, something like um, another vacation on our tax dollars. Right. And I just feel like it's important to say that. To me, it's clear that that person doesn't understand how a conference works. Maybe you've right. never been to a conference and you don't get that that's where uh, 99% of networking and business connections happen. And cross-border, especially right now, it's very valuable for us to have U.S. partnerships. Um, so, so yeah, it, it might sound like, oh, he's going for a, for a fun trip, but he's actually working for our industries and, and helping business in, in Calgary specifically. So it's very valuable and it's too bad that some people don't get that. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be someone who's pissed every time a politician of course, of opens yeah. a door or, or gets into their car. Someone's mm-hmm. going to be complaining about it. Um, 
and so whether you, you like Nenshi or hate him, um, I, I think he's doing the best that he can. Mm -hmm, certainly. Um, with, yeah. And I think that just speaks to the person's lack of knowledge of how business works. Right. And, and some people just aren't, don't think that way. They go to work at their job and they think about other things. So um, business uh, does require gov government support and, and it's good that we have it. Business. Hey guys, it's Matt just cutting in here from my desk, uh, just recording on my headphones here, but I wanted to chime in and let you know that we actually had this episode completely finished, uh, and uh, our guest was uh, the wonderful Cody Bound. Uh, Cody is a filmmaker originally from Fort McMurray, uh, living in Vancouver, talking about a, a future film that he shot in Fort McMurray. Uh, with what's going on right now in Fort McMurray, uh, which is really terrible. Businesses and homes are being lost. Lives are at risk. People are evacuating. There's nobody allowed to be in Fort Mac right now. Um, it's really, it seemed like really poor timing and really um, in poor taste to deliver you an episode that was kind of about Fort McMurray uh, and ignore the horrible situation that's happening there right now. So uh, we're definitely going to bring you this interview, uh, but we're going to wait until the timing is uh, a little better, makes a little more sense, and uh, we know that everybody's safe and sound and the dust has settled in Fort McMurray. Uh, obviously, our, our hearts go out to everyone who's um, there right now dealing with the, the terrible situation in Fort McMurray. Um, people like uh, Tito, Gian, who's been on the podcast, uh, currently evacuated. So it's, uh, it's a scary uh, time. But uh, with that in mind, we do have a lot of important news and deadlines and screenings that we wanted to give you. Uh, so those are coming up. Uh, and we decided we would slot in uh, a quick recording of our uh, one of our panels at the Calgary Expo, uh, which is called How to Start Your Career in the Alberta Film Industry. Uh, so Scott and I are up uh, taking questions and talking about that topic, and it's moderated by a uh, stand-up comedian and good friend of mine, Nick McQuick. Uh, so we hope you enjoy, and again, uh, all our best thoughts going out to Fort McMurray right now. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the uh, How to Start Your Career in the Alberta Film Industry panel. Uh, it's We've got uh, the uh, dynamic duel of digital arts, full swing production, both heads of the basilisk, uh, Scott Westby and Matt Waterworth sitting in here to answer all your questions. Um, now, guys, we are going to be... Yeah, clap! Clap louder! Yes. Clap even more! Energy! There you go. I noticed you didn't clap. I'm taking a note. Um... <laughs> So guys, we are recording this. They uh, they do have a podcast called the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Uh, it's available on iTunes and and advertisement. Uh, but if you guys have any questions, uh, it's just going to be kind of a natural thing. If you want to ask a question, put your hand up. I'll come to you with this little weird looking thing and put it in your face. And then you say things, and then they say things. It's a very small room. Obviously, we're going to hear you wherever you are, but we just need to record, record for so. iTunes.com, <laughs> Apple. And go! But who are you? Oh, yeah, I'm Nick McQuick, guys. I'm a person who does uh, stand-up comedy presentations with jokes and laughs, and I also... <laughs> uh -oh. No, stop that now. <laughs> and then I also do other stuff. Uh, I think I'm a writer. I hear that, yeah. Yeah, some sort of a writer. I don't know. Uh, and start panel. Begin. Yeah. Well, you're moderating. How do we begin? Uh, do you, I, you guys, you guys have a little. Uh, you guys got a lot of experience. You've been doing this for a while, right? Yeah. Who are we? I guess is. Yeah, you're, what you're trying that, to say. Scott Westby and Matt Waterworth, right. the dynamic duo of digital media. Right. The two-headed basilisk. Yeah, the two-headed basilisk. You guys went to uh, Sate Film School, mm -hmm. and you met each other there. Love at first sight. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't. Nope. Okay. No, that's you true, hated yeah. each other. <laughs> no. Yeah. And then you fell in love slowly. Yeah. 
Yeah, with, I mean, you're smoldering cheekbones. How could you say no, Scott? Okay. <laughs> That's why I didn't It's not about you, Scott. Uh, and yeah, they've really jumped up and they actually just filmed the video for the parade and a lot of cool uh, social media videos for uh, the expo themselves. So, has, has anybody seen that parade video in the corral? Anybody? Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Great. For the listener at home, 10 people are nodding. Uh, <laughs> They're all in the corral Total watching it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, why don't we, yeah, why don't yeah. we talk about what happened after school? Sure. Um, so, uh, SAIT has a great uh, film and video production program. Um, I would argue it's the best in the city. Others might fight me, uh, but I think it's true. And uh, Matt and I didn't really talk in the first year, and then the second year we specialized in producing directing, and that's kind of how we became friends then. Um, and after I graduated from SAIT, I, which was about eight years ago today, actually, I realized that there, there isn't a full-time job, really, in this industry. Uh, and that kind of took me by surprise, and suddenly I was on my own and uh, pretty scared. Yeah, scared. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, so that's kind of how when this panel, the idea for this panel started was like, how the hell do you actually have a career in this industry? Because it's not a nine to five industry for most people, with the exception of Matt, uh, which you'll hear about later. So um, I got a call from a company called Paradise Hunter. They were uh, starting up a, a travel website that was going to be paired with a TV show, and they needed writers. So um, I got a job with them, and I was writing for the internet um, for about three years, which was uh, interesting and then taught me a lot of stuff that I didn't know, taught me the discipline of writing, which has been invaluable uh, in my career for sure after, uh, since then. Uh, and then I went to Europe for a while, and then I came back, and I got a job in a marketing company um, which is a path into this industry that I really want to talk about today because um, it was not really what I was looking for. I, I discovered that we are in the communications industry, which nobody told me, but I guess is kind of obvious, but I didn't know this. So um, I was a communication strategist doing marketing uh, with this gentleman with the beard right there yeah. for a couple of years. I did okay. <laughs> for the listener at home, he did a bang-up job. Yeah. Um, and then uh, eventually Matt and I were like, well, let's, let's kind of jump into this full-time and... Uh, how do we keep the lights on? How do we pay the bills? Um, and what's the equation there um, giving us the freedom to pursue our own creative endeavors, film and TV and all that kind of stuff, but also uh, make some money. So uh, we started Full Swing Productions and we've been doing that for about two and a half years and probably one of our favorite clients is the Calgary Expo. Yeah. Um, and so we're really happy to be here. Yeah. That's me. So the path I took was a little bit different. I, I started working uh, right out of uh, college for a company called 724 Films. And 724 Films owns uh, TV shows like Heartland, um, Win Winona Earp, which is new and airing right now, um, and uh, Young Drunk Punk. Uh, so they're actually the seventh largest production company in Canada. So I, I started working for them as an intern. And we can talk maybe a little bit about some of the opportunities that are available to anyone uh, to do something like that. Um, but that was a nine to five, Monday to Friday job. Because I was working for the production company itself and not on a particular show, uh, they were just like a regular office. And like Scott said, that's, that's pretty rare uh, and uncommon. Another possibility might be for film festivals. Uh, year round work for that is, is maybe not as likely, but, but uh, some people do have those, those gigs where they're just working regular hours. But for the most part, uh, the easiest path is to get right out on on set, and those are those are long days. Um, I know I know some of us in the room uh, know what those days are like, um, but uh, they can be 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 hour long days, depending on what kind of shoot you're on. Um, 
and that uh, that can be sucky and doesn't leave, leave you a lot of time for your own projects. Um, so we we took a bit of a different route, but there's nothing wrong with that route, and we'll talk more about that mm -hmm. in a bit. So let's uh, let's find out who is here because we kind we don't have a huge room, so we kind of want to tailor this experience mm -hmm. to you guys. Um, so who here uh, is an aspiring filmmaker or wants to kind of get into the industry? Yeah. Okay. So maybe about half. Who here uh, got dragged here by somebody else? Okay, <laughs> about half. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for being so here. That'll include everybody. Thanks for coming, guys. Um, <laughs> um, and who here considers themselves a, a working filmmaker? Mm. Okay, about, about six. Nice. That's awesome. Thanks for coming. Who's guys. Scarecrow under there? Do we know you? <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> not, not, not So that was yet. weird. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how familiar is everyone with the climate of our industry? And, and, and by that, I mean uh, how much work happens here um, compared to places like Vancouver and Toronto. Just uh, get into it. It's not, yeah, yeah it's not that much. Um, I, think, I think I just saw that there was one production shooting here and 50 in Vancouver right now. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a challenge, um, but it's doable to, to get involved. Um, it really is. You just have to have, have some passion and energy to... To hustle. Um, so, I mean, we don't love this option, but another option is to not work here. Um, and that's something that people do do. Toronto and Vancouver are very busy, and <laughs> we can't really fault you for that. If that's your, if that's your, your journey, that's, that's okay. But we, we like Alberta, and we're going to be here for a while at least. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's open it up to questions uh, to get us started, but I'm sure it'll kind of lead us down the, the same path that we want to go anyway. Does anyone have a question burning right off the top that they want like to ask? No, okay. Oh, yeah. It's always shitty being the first James. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Here we go. I mean, that yeah. guy over there. I mean, someone we don't know. <laughs> Non-plant. Um, do you find it uh, pretty difficult? Do you find it difficult to balance the sort of commercial aspects and then, you know, making the money, keeping the wolves at bay, and then actually exploring your creative kind of endeavors? So you find you have to balance that time, or are you able to having no problem with that? That's a great question. That'll fill a lot of time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Um, yeah, the short answer is yes, it is a challenge for sure. Um, the, the lure of commercial video um, is pretty strong because you get to be doing creative stuff, um, maybe not your own projects, but uh, they can still be fun if you're approaching it properly. Um, and the money can be okay if you're running your business properly. So um, a lot of people who want to be filmmakers get into doing corporate video, just like we are, um, and then they never stop. So I think that the trick is to keep pursuing your own creative stuff. Um, and so we, we're, we have the freedom to do that because we are our own bosses. So, for example, in January, we had a feature film that we were applying to Telefilm for for some grant money. And we just took the month of January off of corporate stuff for the most part and uh, put that pitch, that package together. So um, if you're working a 9-to-5 job in another industry, that might not be as, as accessible to you, that kind of option, to be able to do that with your time. Um, which is why we did this in the first place. So the answer is yes, it's a challenge. Do you, do you have anything else to add to that? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I, I guess, the transition from from not working in, in the industry uh, to um, trying to make a living at it is uh, a difficult one. But I, th I feel like there's, um, you know, we're, economically we're in a climate now that might allow some of your employers, depending on who you work for and what industry, uh, to to be like, hey, I, I'd like to work only four days a week, and maybe on the fifth day you can start building your business um, or creating other sources of income and kind of slowly um, work it that way. We, we, we 
just kind of took the the leap. Uh, but I also had like a lot of like little jobs here and there. I was working for I was teaching kids how to make movies in in schools, um, which was fairly sporadic. So so. Th- if you can put together enough income to survive, uh, that's that's what you should do. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think I think um, we kind of pitched this panel as there are four sort of main ways to get started in the industry, um, and the first one is film school. So uh, who knows about the film schools in Calgary, and who would like to know more? One person would like to know more. <laughs> Two people. <laughs> okay. Three, maybe. <laughs> well, we uh, we could skip it if no one gives a shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so Calgary has uh, kind of three film programs. Um, there's the SATE Film and Video Production Program, where you get, it's a two-year program, um, and they used to specialize, but they've actually axed that now, so you kind of get a pretty well-rounded experience. It's a lot of hands-on stuff. Obviously, SATE is a technical institute. Um, they've got some friggin' awesome cameras and equipment oh, yeah, there yeah. Um, that you can practice with, like the Alexa, which is the best camera there is in the universe. <laughs> um, and the University of Calgary has a, a film studies program, um, but it's more about critique and film theory. Um, and I don't think they have any hands-on kind of making no, do-it-yourself no. kind of stuff. Um, the University of Calgary has NUTV, which is a, kind of a collective where you can go and make stuff, mm-hmm. so that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, and then Mount Royal has um, a broadcasting um, program, which uh, I don't know too much about, um, but I hear it's pretty good. We've actually got a practicum student with us uh, for the next three weeks from that program, and he uh, he speaks very highly of it. So that's kind of what's going on in Calgary as far as film school. Um, but what I got out of film school was not necessarily the knowledge um, of how to make stuff, but it was a network of 30 people graduating at the exact same time as me who are also kind of entering the industry. And those are the people that we still work with today. So. It's not about what you know, it's about who you know, and this industry is hugely um, subscribes to that mentality. So networking is a dirty word, but super important and, uh, and probably what we got most out of film school, I would say. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. <laughs> so you talk, Matt, you talk about something now. Uh, well, I mean, I think, I think the Mount Royal program is, is a little bit more news focused, but they also make documentaries. So, so if that's kind of your thing, if you're not interested in fiction or cinematic TV films, um, that might be a good route for someone. I think we both went into SAIT thinking that uh, that's the most cinematic uh, narrative storytelling program available, and I think we're, we're right about that. Um, and and it was great. I, I mean, we're, we both uh, are the poster boys kind of for that program, and uh, it just ended yesterday, this, this class. This year, yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Hey, uh, Nick uh, is me, a uh, long-time guy that's been standing here. Um, th- it's very sit. Yeah, no, I can do whatever I want, okay? Uh, it's, it's very Calgary-centric uh, here. Like, uh, I don't know if any of the people here are not from Calgary, like maybe Edmonton, Vancouver. You have a hand. Oh, okay, Edmonton, nice. Vancouver. Holy shit. Like, what do you recommend for that, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing? Are you just saying yeah. move to Calgary? Like, no. they, there's other no. options. Absolutely. In Throw fact, in a wrench in fact, in your Nate monkey. has a fairly new program called uh, Digital Cinema something. Technologies. It has the word cinema in it. It's very exciting. Di- sorry, what was that? Digital Digital Media and IT. Digital Media oh, okay. and IT. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's a cinema program, isn't there? For internet television. Um, yeah, so that, from what I hear, that's fantastic. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty new, but um, I'm hearing good things. Yeah, Nate is... Uh, There's an Emmy Award-winning instructor working that's there. That's right, yeah. Nate's a, a really great option, and RDC, Red Deer College, has a great uh, mm-hmm. four-year film program as well. Um, where they like they, they you end up like everyone gets to make their own movie, which is amazing and didn't certainly didn't happen at Sate. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, Edmonton, um, I think the difference between Edmonton and Calgary is from an industry perspective is Calgary has historically been a service production city. Um, and if you're not familiar with that term, it basically means that um, Interstellar comes to shoot here and um, we, have, we have a lot of productions that come to use the mountains, um, use the prairies, and then take off. So it keeps a lot of our crews working, but it doesn't keep most of our writers and directors working, which is why they will go elsewhere. Edmonton doesn't have as strong of a service industry, which means that a lot of Edmonton's industry is indigenous, um, which is, I think, better. Um, there are a lot of working writers and directors up there. Um, there are series up there like Tiny Plastic Men yeah. um, and Blackstone, which is done now. Yeah. 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 So um, Edmonton. Delmar and Marta. Yeah, I mean, it's more. It's just more of a creative city. It's a government city. It's more artistic in general. So uh, more of a uh, thriving independent city there, and I think more of a working machine here, if that makes sense. Hmm. That's that's my take on it. All right. Thanks for answering my question. <laughs> oh, hold yep. on. I've got a question here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, the question I have is about the, the actual business of film. Like when I went to film school, they, they showed me the camera, they showed me how to edit, sure. they showed me how to mm. yell and direct and all that stuff. They didn't tell me, here's how you do business in film, here's how you do uh, like budgets and pre-production and all that stuff. So right. where do you suggest one goes to find that kind of stuff? Where, where did you go? <laughs> where did you learn? <laughs> Sate. The answer is Sate. What? It's a trick question. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, we learned some of that stuff, at least. Business what? stuff? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's a program called, a class called Business of Film. Did you take Craft Tech? Is that... <laughs> stay, stay close, Nick. <laughs> uh, but they really didn't, we, we got into a lot of the technical stuff. Basically, it came down to, when you work for the Americans, you're going to be doing this. Right. Uh, Instead mm -hmm. of, when you put together your own budget, when you go for your own funding, right. and if, if sure. say, is not the route, do you, do you know anywhere else to go? Well, we, you know... The, uh, Malcolm, what, Ma Malcolm Gladwell, is that the guy who has the 10,000 hours theory? Yeah, uh, to, to become a, an expert or a master of something. Um, the thing about our industry is there's just not a lot of opportunity to, to practice your, your craft, right? So, um, so the only suggestion I think I would have is, is to just do it. Uh, and you'll make mistakes, and that's okay, and that's one of the best ways to learn. So um, if you can if you can figure out ways to cheaply just make shorts and make web series and 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 do it yourself, try not to to abuse people in the process because that's not as okay. But um, I think that's the only way to learn really is to do it. Uh, and and yeah, we just don't get a lot of opportunity to do it. So you have to make them. And I think it requires a bit of a shift in in thinking about this industry. Um, Hollywood isn't in the business of making movies. Hollywood is in the business of making money. And if you start to think of your movie as a product that is designed to be sold, then it completely changes how you need to think about it, right? You're not creating this art piece that is really important to you. Although if you can kind of blend the two, obviously that's the best. Um, but your film itself needs to be a product that is marketable or that has a built-in audience already, which is why the star system exists. If I cast Brad Pitt in my movie, suddenly my movie has an audience that will come and see it. Right? So that's the, that is an intrinsic value that Brad Pitt brings to my project. If I am a director like Steven Spielberg, then that I am the product, and the movie is something that I'm selling, if that makes sense. So um, it's kind of that soul-sucking, shitty way to think about it, but once you start to do that, um, then you're going to find that there are more people who are willing to play ball with you. And as far as how to develop a budget and stuff, I mean, we could talk forever about that, and we don't really have time to go into it. But I think from the business aspect, it really isn't that much different than any other industry. 
Yeah, for right? sure. I mean, and I think it's about finding that sorry. intersection between uh, between your, your creative right. desires and the, the business side of things, and yeah. that's what we're always searching for. Hey. Hi. Hey, how's it going? So good. So good. Good. So I have a question for you. Um, doing ind independent films, uh, where would you suggest we go to get grants or funding for them? Because we've been uh, working on some independents, but we would like to have a bit bigger budget, mm -hmm. but don't have the funding to do mm -hmm. it. So. For sure. Or the knowledge, or the knowledge right, right. either. Funding yeah. or knowledge. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I mean... Go, go ahead, Matt. It's, it's maybe the best time to find money uh, for Albertans in decades, I would say. Um, the biggest, most maybe most exciting thing is, is, is tell a story hive. What kind of project are you, are you working on? Feature film? Short films? films, okay. So, so are you familiar with the Tell a Story Hive project? Yeah. So that's amazing. I, I think that's incredible, and, and that wasn't around uh, two years ago, and 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 we don't know how long it's going to be around for. So that's that's a huge thing. The more traditional ones are the government grants. Uh, the Alberta Foundation for the Arts is one that a lot of short filmmakers get, um, and it was just recently topped up by ten million dollars by the NDP government. So that's cool. Um, and uh, the Alberta Media Fund is the one kind of the, the, the heavy hitters use. Mm -hmm. So if you're interstellar, you can access the Alberta Media Fund, um, and, and we could get into details about, about that, but you need to be an incorporated entity before you can even begin to look at that. And your budget needs to be over $50,000. Right, yeah. Here's the, There's something interesting about the Alberta Foundation for the Arts. So um, the AFA's mandate is to help Albertans create art and um, has been great for short films. Um, because the, the most you can ask for is about 15,000 bucks, which used to be a lot um, and is now not very much at all. But it's also a phased-based grant. So you can apply for the development and writing of a script as a project. And the product that I will create from this project is a script. And so you can ask for how much that's going to cost you, let's say $15,000. And then you can go, okay, now I want to do the production phase of my project and apply for $15,000 for that. And then you go, I want to do the post-production phase of my project and apply for 15,000 for that. Now, you're rolling the dice a lot because it's hugely oversubscribed and very competitive, but it's a way to turn a $15,000 short film into a $45,000 short film. And the edge you have there is that they've already invested, if you can get the first one, they've already invested in your project, so they, they have a, a reason to continue to do so. Um, that's a huge tip, though. I didn't even know this until recently I, that yeah, you could apply for different too. phases. Yeah, it is a good tip. Up to 15K for each of those phases, it's pretty cool. But their mandate is very different than what we were just talking about, the business aspect. Their yeah. mandate is about art and stories from Albertans. It's not about commercially successful stuff. Documentaries, yeah, yeah, they like docs. They, they fund uh, a good short film, like a pretty beefy short film twice a year at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah, the AFA is probably a, a great place to go. And StoryHive too um, is, is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, there are national grants like the Canada Council for the Arts. Um, and uh, if you get in touch, we can send you a, a, a list of all of them. Yeah, for sure. What's that? Oh, good, good, awesome. Great, awesome, sounds good. Fullswingproductions.com. Yeah. Dr. Crane. Thank you. Um, <laughs> God, you're so smart. <laughs> now, being a, a recent graduate of Mount Royal's broadcasting program, ah. does that put me, when applying myself to uh, shoots or to other production companies, does that put me at a disadvantage to those who, say, graduated like you guys from SATE or from the uh, more technical, or the more, um, knowledge-based side at, uh, Cal at University of Calgary? Not for me, not for us, not, for hiring. No, certainly we, not. We, we currently have an intern uh, right now from, from your program, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, for us, when we, when we do hiring, we, 
it's a attitude is by far the most important thing. We we can we'll, we we've worked with people who have no schooling whatsoever, uh, and uh, <laughs> for the listener, he's pointing at Nick, <laughs> and has done a great job because he has a great attitude and just wants to help. So so that's the most important thing for me. I don't think you'd be at a disadvantage at all at all as, as long as you have the passion. Okay, and one more thing. Um, when you're trying to sell uh, yourself for you know more investments and stuff like that, how important is it to have um, like how important is a demo reel? Because right now I'm mm. trying to shoot as much of my own short, no budget stuff as Great. much as I can. Yeah. I'm working towards a hour long short right now That's on not whatever short. money I can scratch. That's together. like a normal. <laughs> but um, uh, with. Uh, the person that's helping produce this movie, he's suggesting that I wait until we get some grant money to continue with this, whereas I have a bunch of people willing to do it for free. Should I wait until we have the grant money, or should I shoot what I can for free as soon as I can, so at least I have something to show to people? It's a great question. It is. Ooh, can I answer it? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. Um, probably one of the things that you're going to realize is that anything that you shoot without a budget, you're going to be reshooting later, but it helps you to get that budget and initial grant by shooting it. So it's something that I commonly say when people ask how to get a job as a writer. Writers write. Filmmakers make film. Shoot it. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Um, the demo reel, um, I used to think for a while that no one really gives a shit. Um, and I think that's true if you've got a strong product. We're going back into the business stuff. Um, we're making a feature right now, and um, it would be the first one that I direct in kind of an official capacity. So... Funders don't really care necessarily, but cast cares. And funders care about cast, right? So cast want to know, what have you done? Can you, can you deliver on your promise? Um, can you finish what you start? Because in this industry, there are a lot of people who talk, and talk really well, um, but can't finish. And so that's why it's important to be like, are you legit, right? And uh, obviously, with that costume, you have the capacity to finish what you start. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I would oh. say demo reels are important. Yes. Essential, no. Some, something kind of new, uh, new for us, uh, has been uh, the demo reel conversation uh, being about a, a per-project basis. Um, so it's, start, it's, it's quickly becoming the expectation that you have a, a, a demo reel of some sort for your project. And a lot of people will pull from other movies with, that have a look or feel that you want to kind of emulate um, uh, or a style or, or even create like some animatics uh, like on a desktop just to, just to show like, hey, here's what I'm feeling, here's what I'm thinking, here's some of the music you might see, here's looks at the actors that I'm thinking of. Um, that's becoming, uh, I would say that's going to be just an expectation in the next year. Um, so doing it now is, is kind of still cutting edge. So they're calling those lookbooks, basically. And you can totally rip off anything. Like, you're not going to show yeah. that in public. Yeah. It's not so going to go up on YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's just not really a copyright issue. It's yeah. just it's like pull clips from, like we pitched this one that we pitched to Telefilm. We pulled clips from No Country for Old Men. Mm -hmm. We pulled clips from History of Violence yeah. um, because it, they have a look that we want to go for. So... Those are like free to make because you can do it if you have a computer and an editing software. Yeah, and the internet, and it and it helps give someone who has money a really good idea of what you're trying to make. So it's it's really powerful. Yeah, for sure. Hi. Hi. Um, sorry, this is just going back to something you'd mentioned earlier, Scott. You'd said that you consider there to be four main ways yeah. of breaking into the industry, and you yeah. mentioned film school is the first. Yeah, then we got. Would on you this be able to elaborate tension. a little bit on mm -hmm. the other? The other three. Three. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, Thank so. You. Uh, the, another path is to um, just get on set. And unfortunately, uh, uh, 
pretty great union rep just walked out the door because he could speak to this pretty well. <laughs> but um, you don't need to go to film school to, to make films. So, uh, and a lot of people don't. Um, and a great way to get experience in the industry is to just get on a film set. And, and luckily, we're in a pretty good time for the film industry, especially with the low Canadian dollar. In Calgary, it means more Canada's on sale, so more American productions are coming up here, theoretically. <laughs> um, so all you need to get on a set is you need to take a course, um, and Mount Royal offers it often, and I asked Set the, etiquette it's called course. Set it's etiquette a, and it's also available in Edmonton at Grant McEwen, right. too. Yes, yeah. And the unions offer it as well. So it's a course called the Set Etiquette and Protocol course. Um, and it's just a one-day thing. Um, and they basically tell you the top 10 things not to do on a film set or the top 10 things to do. And then once you've got that, you get a little card. And then you can apply to IATSE, which is the technical union, or uh, DGC, the Directors Guild. And I would say for most people, the DGC is the way to go because that's, um, they have the most entry-level position on a set, which is a production assistant. And that will be sitting on a road uh, in the middle of nowhere with a vest and a sign, and they're like, stop traffic, and then literally no cars come all day. <laughs> Sometimes you get a radio. <laughs> Sometimes you get a radio, which is awesome. Um, and you're also hauling garbage. You're usually. hauling garbage, In fact, yeah. I went to work on Interstellar because I wanted to work on Interstellar, and that's what I did. That was I, I haven't really worked on set very much, so I, I was starting uh, on that side of things. So, But it was awesome because I was hauling garbage for Christopher Nolan, guys. His garbage. <laughs> all right, all right. McConaughey's garbage. Uh, okay, but we got to hit two more. Two more. Two more right. ways. Um, no, 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 no. You, let's let's ask a question. Sure, we'll go back to the other two. Yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, unions, yeah. um, I know there's a IATSA. I think it's two on two in Calgary. Yeah, that's right. And what's the process behind like joining joining union? that union? And is it like hard? Because for me, I'm an artist. I'm a concept artist, uh, so I'm involved more with uh, pre-production. And there isn't a lot of work here, so no. I can't really build a, you know permitty hours on it. So I'm just wondering um, what to do with that. I think what what like a, a sketch artist is that what you mean? Is that what you do? Uh, or I do uh, like prop designs and environment designs and stuff. Okay, so like yeah. um, in a computer or a, some sort of hand drawn, or are you actually manufacturing something? Like building I don't know. Sets? I do concept work. Concept work. Yeah. I would argue that you are not limited to Calgary. Yes, the I'm internet actually, is, uh, is super I used powerful. to work in LA. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the joining the union isn't uh, isn't easy. It takes some time, and you need to get your yeah. hours. Yeah. It takes it takes some work. Um, so I think for your level, I would I would try to do those things for smaller non-union shows. Okay. And short films. Okay. Well, Sebastian, do you want to just quickly mention how how does one get into IATC? Well, I think the the easiest way would be to check out the website for IATC two one two. And uh, did you check out what you, the requirements that you need to join? What are they like? How many hours do you need? I don't know exactly how many hours. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, quite a few. even even if you if you get the number off the website and call the office, there's people that can walk you through the entire thing. Oh yeah. Uh, cool. But definitely that that's uh, is a good place to start. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you're mostly going to be doing like design work, like your office type stuff, right? But that that'll put you within that production. Yeah, office. and it'll get you immersed in the people who are in the community and and get you started. It's a it's a great way to get started. Yeah. And and don't limit yourself to uh, to 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 just being the office because maybe just getting a chance to get on set and seeing those concepts will will bring it back to you and say, well, I saw this on set. I should apply it to my work, kind of thing. Are you a member, Sebastian? No. No, not yet. Are you working? No. On? Yeah. I'm a freelancer. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, Alex Mitchell. Would you hire me dressed like this? <laughs> if I showed up to you dressed like this, would you hire me? No. We hired you yesterday, but you weren't dressed like that. See? <laughs> Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. That's my advice. Um, Alex Mitchell, who's a, who's a wonderful sound uh, location sound mixer in town, um, has been 
doing location sound mixing since like the beginning eight, of time. Yeah, yeah. since yeah. since a, a thousand years, and he just got into the union a yeah. couple months ago. Yeah, it's it's so yeah. it can be pretty competitive. Um, but it depends pursuing. on your yeah. role and the needs of the community, right? Like there, there are enough sound guys uh, in in Alberta right now, so that's why it was so challenging for him because there's just not enough work. If we had 15 more shows going on, they'd be begging to have him in there. So, two that's other ways to get so the, the film two industry. other ways. Um, <laughs> one we don't talk about very often is film criticism. A lot of people take like film theory classes. Yeah, Secret yeah. Way Five. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. That's okay. Talk about. I, it. I thought we were filling a. a no, no, I know. Yeah. I've remembered. Uh, you can uh, you can take uh, like the UFC's course is 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 theory and 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 critique and um, the web is it's not easy to say that uh, that it's it's going to be easy to start your own website critiquing films but there are websites that, that do hire writers and and I think if you really hustle you you can like literally just getting in into the comment section of of uh, slash films website and 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 just being nice and, and sharing your thoughts can actually be a way to get the attention of the people who work for those sites um, and 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 just just writing and talking about film podcasting and and, and blogging is huge so yeah, I mean, it's it's that's part of the networking kind mm -hmm, of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is producing work and having your name get out there. Um, so, so way number four, I guess we've covered three ways now, um, and we'll, now we're doing five. So, way number four is to uh, take a completely different path out of this industry and then come back into it later. So that was my experience, um, and without having learned the discipline of writing, having to write eight to five every single day, forty hours a week for a, a website. Um, which taught me about search engine optimization and social media. I had to do all these things. Um, and then that got me into marketing, which I can't even begin to say how much I learned uh, doing that. Um, and now, coming back into the film industry, I know more than just how to make movies. I know how to run a business. I know how to market these movies. Um, and marketing is actually a skill that somehow is, is shockingly absent from this industry. So we, were, we actually had a meeting with uh, Telefilm at Banff last year at the Banff World Media Festival. And um, they were like, oh, you know marketing? Oh, we should, we should have a chat. And this is like the government organization. Like, there are people that should know marketing. Um, so it's, it, it's a much easier sell for us as a filmmaking duo when we have these kind of other skills that we can bring to the table. Um, Marketing is just one example. There are a ton of other examples. Um, like construction, if you go into the construction industry, it's a lot easier to come back and build sets for the film industry, right? Instead of working your way up doing that kind of stuff. Um, so that is a, a great plus. Not only that, but you get, you're just a more well-rounded person. And you'll find that a lot of new filmmakers make films about making films, because that's all they know, right? That's their life, that's everything that they do. They grew up watching movies, and all they, the stories that they have to tell that are important to them are about making movies. Um, and you shouldn't be making movies about making movies because those movies have been made. So get out there, go travel, go do your be you do you, and then come back and, and tell some interesting stories. That's my two cents about that. And then number four is do, is do it yourself, make your own films. You know, right? Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, some of you are already already doing this, just trying to you know get a camera and, and posting stuff on YouTube and and figuring out what works. Um, YouTube is is a is a really cool way to find an audience. Um, a lot of people. Are, are making a living doing that, obviously, and have been for a long time. Um, video game, video game walkthroughs are technically filmmaking. Like that's uh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, you can you, but you can just get out there and, and write a script and, and get a camera and and make it happen. Um, and and we'd be happy to give you any advice specifically if you're working on 
those kinds of projects. But that's that's you're, you're going to fail, and and your first film is going to suck, and that's that's called learning. That's that's uh, that's okay. That's how you uh, that's how you learn. So, yeah, it will suck for sure. My first film sucked a lot. <laughs> um, and my second one sucked as well, and then the third less one, though. Well. <laughs> You hit that. You, you get lucky on the first one, right? Where you're like, it's just this pure energy, and it's 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 kind of fun to watch because you didn't know what you were doing, and then the second one you kind of knew what you were doing, and it's still crappy, um, and that sucks even more. That feels bad. It's like I'm getting worse. <laughs> it's like beginner's luck, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just do it. Um, I mean, you can you can write, shoot, edit, and post a, a movie with an iPhone these days. Like there are no excuses not to be out for sure doing it. So yeah, that's secret. Secret one number five is uh, is to do it yourself, um, and you should be doing that regardless of what other paths you take. Is practicing that storytelling. Uh, we had a question. Did you have a question? A little bit. Oh, question. Yeah. No. Yes. No. I'm coming at you with a microphone, so you got to talk now. <laughs> so um, I necessarily don't want to be like a filmmaker, but I want to like do my part in the film industry right. as a. Um, hairstylist and makeup artist. Awesome. So that's what I went to school for, is to cool. do my contribution with that. So all this stuff that you've informed us, would that still apply to the pathway I wanted to take? Well, one of the routes, yeah. Was yeah, I would, I would say so. Did you go to Artists Within? Was that, um, or where did you get, where did you take your schooling? But I, I took my schooling at MC College. Oh, great, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I, um, it's Believe it or not, networking is still a hugely important thing for you because, uh, there are so few shows that there are kind of the, the hair and makeup teams are, are, are around, but there's always new people kind of filtering in. So mm -hmm. it's just about getting some face time with those people. Um, and that, that can be a challenge. Um, but yeah, attending workshops or, or things like this is, is a good way to, to get, get into the industry. And, and the union is two on two. two, two yeah. For that, yeah. So, yeah. so that's still the union uh, route. Yeah. Um, there is one thing with networking that you're touching on. There's uh, a couple Facebook groups. One's Alberta Casting, and they just put up a little while ago that they were looking for a makeup artist or something. Oh, yeah. They got Without snagged up real quick. So <laughs> when they just say networking, like there yeah. is a lot Online as well. And there's so, yeah, many, we, yeah, so many things to get involved with. You, you know, yeah, the Facebook accounts, Twitter accounts, Facebook groups, like Instagram. Like I've, I've gotten rig like jobs off of funny tweets that I've done at people. <laughs> so like just get out there in every way that you can. Marketing? Market yourself, Market right? Is that the yes. marketing yeah. thing you're talking about? That's right. Yeah. We yeah. haven't talked at all about the CSIF. No. Well, you got like eight minutes, so go. Oh, okay. Shit. Well, CSIF is the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers, and if you become a member of that, or even if you don't, you can you can just access their message board, which has like 1,500 people on it. It is and a Yahoo group, which yeah, yeah, which <laughs> kind of sucks. Uh, but yeah. but you don't ever have to log in once you once you sign up. You just can receive the emails from people who are like, hey, I need a first AD and a cinematographer and yeah. a makeup person. So it's a shockingly active community. Yeah, considering for sure. it's a Yahoo yeah. group, but. And Fava, and Fava and Edmonton, Edmonton yeah. yeah. Fava, yeah. Is, Fava is, and Edmonton. I don't know if they have that message. I'm super jealous of Fava. So, so in Calgary, yeah. we have um, Quick Draw Animation Society, we have Emedia, we have CSIF, um, and then in Edmonton, they've got Fava, which is like the king of organizations, and they have like a golden castle and a moat um, <laughs> that they operate out of. Um, they got a red really early on. They're the bomb, yeah. yeah so, um, One question that I'm just kind of go and add this, that I get asked, like, is a lot of people, they can't afford good equipment, they can't right. afford good sound or lighting or, like, cameras. Fava and in Calgary, there are places where the equipment can be rented dirt cheap. And I think, actually, Matt, you have some sort of a rental thing 
that you worked out, some sort of rental insurance or something? Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes your production will require insurance depending on where you're shooting. Um, uh, and a lot of times, anytime you want to shoot, say, in a, in a city park, you need a permit. In order to get that permit, you need insurance. So uh, there was a time when you could get that insurance uh, through organi organizations like that. Um, I don't know if Favis still has theirs. I know that CSIF just got rid of theirs, but that's because it's super easy to do directly through an insurer now. For about 80 bucks, you can get a, a permit uh, or a, an insurance certificate to shoot uh, in a city park and, and solve that issue and, and, and others, depending on if, whether it's gear or location. And a lot of, um, for, for the makeup and hair specifically, um, fine production companies in Calgary, just reach out. Like a cold call from a makeup artist is fine. Yeah, totally. It's like, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm starting out or here's what I've done and keep me top of mind. And, and the worst they can do is just not get back to you. Yeah, so it, right back it's not gonna right hurt right your feelings. Yeah. It's like Tinder, just swipe right at every company. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and the other thing is you can you can you can track down the production offices of, of shoots that are happening in town and and just get face to face with whoever is doing makeup whoever is in charge of that department um, it, as long as they're not shooting but usually there's there's at least someone you can talk to at the production office and drop off a resume and, and say hi that way yeah. we've got a great community in Alberta in general of filmmakers everyone is is really willing to give advice, um, and you'll know that just by looking at how many panels are at the expo this year. There's so many just like this, um, because everyone wants to help each other out and help, you know, we all succeed together, so um, you'll definitely be able to find people that can help you get started, yeah. Unless you've started already, I don't mean to say that you haven't. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Uh, you were talking about IATSE earlier, yeah. and uh, I know there's different groups of it around, across the country. What are in this area? Two, yeah. uh, 212 and 669. Yeah. Two one two. So it's the International uh, Association of <laughs> Theater and Stage Employees. Um, we have <laughs> and they, uh, the lights are turning off. <laughs> so IATSE does more than just film and video. They also do stage production, um, concerts, and stuff like that. So they're a good union to kind of be involved in. Two one two is like for most things, um, and then six six nine is camera and DPs and right, stuff like that, right. or directors yeah. of photography. Yeah. So um, depending on which one you want to do, that should inform which union you try to join. Hi. Okay, my question is about how do you um, improve networking skills? Right. Because everybody says network, networking network, super network, important. but yeah. we're kind of all like it? hermits. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so we, um, like, I, I majored in costume design and I stay at home and so, right. so like, um, I don't really talk to a lot of people. It's the same for editors. Editors live in a dark room uh -huh. all day. How the hell do okay. they, are they supposed to network? You, and you actors. Right. Um, and actors too. One thing for that, once again, Facebook groups and stuff like that is really good. But even just going out to 48-hour film festivals and stuff like that, just networking, meeting people in person, getting a face-to-face, -face, offering your services. Uh, also, by coming here, you're kind of doing the first step. Sorry, I took over your panel. No, no, you're right. I, I've got a question there and a question there. And so. getting, getting, just getting FaceTime with a producer is, uh, is the way to do it. And I don't mean to put producers on a pedestal or anything, but they are the ones who make those decisions about who's going to work on their production. So... Um, that's the person you want to get some FaceTime with, and you can do that at parties and film festivals. And, yeah, yeah and, and just just send them an email and ask them for coffee. Yeah, um, oh, totally. And that's, like, huge. That's huge yeah. in the industry, just saying, hey, I'm, I'm this, this and is that's all. turning the lights Wow, this is <laughs> super <laughs> emo. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the trick to networking is to 
not go out and make contacts. It's to go out and make friends, and that's especially true in this industry. Mm. Um, if they turn if out can, all the lights, I'm not going to be able to see hands I'll for just, questions. It's here. okay. It's, it's a podcast too, so no one's no one can see this. Hi. Uh, hi. I just had a question about, um, in terms of kind of getting some experience, like what your opinion would be on getting involved with the community theaters in Calgary. Like, there's mm. quite a lot going on, especially yeah. with costumes and makeup. Would that be? Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. If you're doing costume and makeup, absolutely. That's a good point. I, I don't know much about that community, but. I know it's super active, and there there is a lot of crossover, especially in yeah in the hair and makeup and in the acting community. Actors will jump into films and stage pretty pretty freely. So, yeah, that's another way in is is to find the theater community. Next question, lightning round. Lightning round question. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Perfect. She's no. just really nervous. That's my girlfriend. I got one in the back over here. Oh, dick. Okay. Dick. Oh God. Here, you yell it. You say it to me, and I'll yell it in the microphone. <laughs> For those that maybe. <laughs> Interested in doing yeah. post-production? Do you have to do film school? You don't have to know. No, you don't have to do it for anything. You never have really. to. Really, um, but but yeah, yeah, it can be helpful. I mean, if you, if you're if you're looking for like the hands-on skills, uh, it's a great way to learn. But YouTube is as well. Like, there's all kinds of yeah. tutorials on on how to cut a video, how to edit a video. So um, yeah, we we yeah. edit most of our own work, and we never learn that at, at film school. So if you can get um, a computer. Then you can buy either Final Cut for about 300 bucks, or you can get the whole Adobe Creative Cloud suite of software for 50 bucks a month. So then how, oh, sorry. So then how we do we, we, we oh, sorry. repeat the question, we'll repeat the question in, the, in the answer? We'll the question. Okay, so if I'm hearing you okay, correctly, so hearing you, correctly <laughs> you don't have to go to film school for post-production. How do you market yourself? to get back to the whole Facebook thing. Yeah. I think it would be the same recommendation about getting involved with communities like the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers. M Media is another kind of film community. Um, and, and, and just let them know, hey, I've never done this before. I just, wanna, I just want some experience. I'm willing to work for free. And, and, uh, and this if, you can have, if you can have work to show, this is what, something that I've edited. Right. Um, also look at the Alberta Post-Production Association, APPA. They're yeah, brand new. They yeah, just that's started in November. Um, and they'll be a good resource. They'll probably have resources for starting out editors. Yeah, that's absolutely. great. Yeah. Uh, so so we had one way at the back, and she kind I of moved I have one over. here, and we got one left. She was, so. already on the, she was moving before, though. Oh, okay. She, dips. she was, like, literally walking towards <laughs> you. Hi. For someone who wants to be a writer and has a choice between going to a school in BC or in Alberta, what would you suggest, like, for <sighs> opportunity after graduation? I hate myself. I'm going to say whatever's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 100%. You're going to get I would education. disagree. Uh, because that may not be your, your main priority. Uh, it depends on what you'd like to see your career be as a writer. Uh, maybe it's not screenwriting. So uh, it depends on the school and the program. We'd need, we'd need more information about you as a person, I think, to know that for sure. Have you been accepted to, to a film school in each place? Yeah. And now you have to, to pick? Where are you so far? And I'm waiting on a couple others. What's, okay. what's the BC school? UVic. 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 Uh, okay. UVic. Quality school. Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it depends on you. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. if it was me, I'd probably choose UVic. Um, because you're right next to Vancouver and you're going to get a job a lot easier. Okay. Which sucks, and, and I hate saying it, but Alberta, yeah. um, I love Alberta, but it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Cool. Um, okay, are we done? Do we that was our time? last question four questions ago, so hold on. <laughs> Hi. Um, if you're working on like small, unstructured projects outside of film school, what, what do you suggest starting out doing? Like smaller videos, uh, per se, like, are, uh, compared to like bigger, smaller, uh, short films? Right. Like, what do you suggest doing starting out? 
Oh, I guess we'll have to edit in the answer to the podcast and we'll have to tune in. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, follow us on, on, on Facebook and Twitter and uh, it's Full Swing Productions. Also check out our podcast, Alberta Filmmakers Podcast, abfilmcast.ca. It answers a lot of questions very similar to that and tell, a lot of people tell yeah. their stories of how they got started. And so. Matt and I might disagree on the answer anyway. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Matt Waterworth. I'm at S. Westby. So yeah, follow Thanks us for coming, guys. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Yay. Oh, yes. Uh, please do answer the comment cards. Um, even if yeah. it's a bad review, we do like the constructive criticism. For sure. And we have a panel tomorrow oh, called yeah. How to Make Your Movie. You might get your answer there. Um, so check that out. It's called How to Make Your Movie. I think it's at like one-ish. You. you as well, yeah. I, from Dynamic duel of digital arts. The two-headed basilisk. Hey guys, it's Matt uh, coming at you again from my desk here. Just wanted to uh, say thanks again for your understanding. We're definitely going to have Cody on uh, soon. And again, really uh, hoping for all the best when it comes to uh, the folks living in Fort McMurray. A um, uh, lot of great people evacuated and, and just don't have homes right now. So that's a, a tough one to deal with. Uh, suggestion, uh, why not donate a couple bucks to the Red Cross right now from your phone? Just text uh, donate to 30333 and you can get uh, five bucks donated right from your phone bill. So that's a cool way of helping out. Uh, since uh, I'm recording this right as the Story Hive uh, web series winners have been announced, why don't we give you some hot off the presses news about those uh, Story Hive winners? So the Alberta winners are a web series called Plight, Otaku High, Mega Crimes Unit, Brewers Yeast. Magic Craft, Welcome to the Industry, Heart Song, Nirvana the Web Series, Victor, Rig Pigs, How to Learn Anything, Abracadavers, Youth in Decline, Burning All the Past Away, and Codependent Ghost Girl. So huge congrats to those Story Hive winners. They've been uh, selected to do uh, their pilot episode for their web series. Uh, they each get $10,000. It's crazy. It's awesome. Uh, big shout-outs to uh, Nirvana the Web Series, uh, which is... Wonderful news in uh, really, un again, unfortunate times. That's a Fort McMurray web series uh, with uh, Tito Guillen and, and the YMM podcast folks. Uh, and also to Codependent Ghost Girl, another guest of the podcast, Lindsay McNeil's web series. Really looking forward to seeing the work that they all produce. So without further ado, back to the news we recorded a little bit previously. Thanks for your understanding again, guys. And uh, let's all do everything we can to help our friends in Fort McMurray. Talk to you soon. Luma, uh, call for submissions now open. If you don't know what Luma is, uh, we've talked about it a couple times. It's a collaborative effort between M Media and the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers, uh, seeking to critically explore the current film and media arts landscape from a Western Canadian perspective on an international platform. Uh, submissions for the next issue are due May 22nd. Uh, su successful applicants will be notified by June 5th, and all final drafts must be ready for publication July 15th. So check out uh, the Luma website for full submission guidelines. Uh, and Edmonton's Got a Minute Film Festival returns uh, this September, 26th to October 2nd. Uh, and the call for submissions is now open. Um, you can apply uh, by July 18th. And uh, the actual event itself is free for youth and FABA members and $15 for the general public. And you got to check out gotaminutefilmfestival.com for more information. If you are an animator or wanting to get into animation, uh, there's something pretty cool happening. This is cool, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, over the May Long Weekend uh, in Calgary with Quick Draw Animation Society. They're calling it the Animation Lockdown. It's happening May 20th to the 23rd. Um, 
and teams of one to three are invited to gather at Quick Draw to, uh, this is from their website, which I love, eat food, think wildly, get sloppy, and make animations. So they, they're giving you 48 hours, uh, they're giving you the studio space, the equipment, a technician on hand, and unlimited foodstuffs and caffeine. And people sleep there. I've, yeah. I've been there when this is happening. Yeah. That's right. So this is cool. No experience is necessary, uh, and the animations that you create in that time are screened three days later at the lockdown screening at Community Wise uh, on May 27th. So the theme this year is the beginning is the end is the beginning. Um, and so they're encouraging people to explore endings that are non-endings. So loops, cycles, phases, um, and whatever that means to you. I think it's it's the point of this is to kind of get creative. Hmm. So if you're a producing member with QuickDraw, uh, it's a $50 sign-up fee, which includes all the food, all the all the coffee, all the maybe Red Bulls, uh, the studio space. Um, or if you're not a member, it's 100 bucks, um, which is still a pretty good price for, for that kind of totally, thing. Totally, yeah. Um, so register and reserve your spot today. Mm-hmm. You know why they do it this way is because a lot of the animators are doing stop-motion animation. Right. And they you don't want to like leave your stop motion animation for like a day and come back because you know like things might spunked, move. Yeah. yeah, the camera might move a little bit. So you got to be on it at all times and so so yeah, it makes total sense to just stay locked down. And, it all, it also kind of makes it more accessible uh, to people from outside of Calgary. Right. Right. For if, sure. If yeah. you if I mean if you're going to be sleeping there anyway, yeah. might as well uh, drive down or up and uh, hang out um, and get familiar with quick draw so uh, stay and get it done yeah 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 so this is the last time we're going to talk about input uh yeah which is uh coming up next week right after the uh, rosie awards um and i'm just going to read right off of the cal uh, the inputcalgary.com website input is an affordable unique and influential international public television screening event that has been held in cities around the world since 1977 a global meeting point for producers directors writers and creators to come together to view and discuss the most innovative content being shown by public broadcasters around the world. Inspiring and innovative documentaries, dramas, webisodes, and programming that you won't see anywhere else. Not to mention the uh, networking opportunities. Over 700 producers, directors, and writers uh, coming to Calgary for Input 2016. So it really does uh, seem like a really cool event. It's only 200 bucks for four days, which is a, actually a really good deal when you look at other conferences. And it is a world-class conference. I mean, this is... The fact that it's in Calgary this year is kind of crazy, and um, it's uh, not to be missed if you can make it. So uh, that'll be the last time we uh, we bug you about that, but definitely make it if you can. Yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, Joe Novak pushes this is pushing this conference mm-hmm. really, really hard, um, and and thanks to him for doing that. Um, and in his story that he likes to tell is about the show that we all know called Survivor. Yes, um, which used to be called. Expedition Robinson um, right. in Sweden, and so this is the original the, concept of the like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that um, they kind of that became yeah, Mark Burnett, and, yeah, and to, turned it into Survivor yeah. in the states. Yeah. Um, but uh, supposedly the first person voted off um, actually committed suicide right. because yeah, of because of the public humiliation. Um, pretty crazy. And it, this was public television, right? Yeah. So yeah. so I think discussing um, how innovative public television can be mm-hmm. uh, is wonderful and and should be an awesome conference. Right. So do attend. I wonder what that like. Do they have like a psychologist waiting for you as soon as you get voted off <laughs> to avoid that? Well, I think maybe, happening? maybe kind of in the first few seasons. I think, but yeah, like, people now like, now it's been, yeah, yeah, like they know, <laughs> like they're talking about voting clusters yeah. and friggin' it's right. it's insane. Three hundred people have been voted off that show. Yeah, for sure. At this point, so yeah, yeah. Uh, the Alternative Indigenous Film Series um, is coming up on Thursday, May 5th. Uh, doors open at 6.30, screenings at 7 at the Amedia Screening Room uh, on 11th Avenue in Calgary. Um, this is curated by the Nakota AV Club, and it showcases the rich landscape of works produced by Indigenous artists throughout the year. Um, so yeah, check it out, uh, amedia.ca, for more information about that. 
And the CSIF member screening and director's talk we've mentioned before. It happens twice a year uh, at the CSIF. Uh, and it's coming up again. Um, it's happening at Theater Junction Grand uh, at 7 p.m. on May 27th in Calgary, of course. And uh, it's $10 uh, in advance. Um, and it's just a great opportunity for for filmmakers to discuss their films and share their films and you to learn more about filmmakers in the city. So go check it out. More information in the show notes. I'm going to practice my uh, trailer narrator voice. All right. In 1997, the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers inherited a library of over 2,000 celluloid films from the Calgary Public Library. And every month in the summer, we invite a member to curate a screening and give a short Q&A. This year, month? Half month? What is it? (laughs) Six months. This this half year, (laughs) the secret cinema Summer 2016 is happening. Oh, I don't know if it is six months. That's that's the member screening. Damn it. I, I don't know about this. Sorry. I think Secret Cinema happens maybe four times a year, actually. Anyway, it's on May 17th at 9 p.m. <laughs> I ruined your trip. Uh, it's, a, it's, not, it's, it's on May 17th, 9 p.m. at CSI. Yeah, yeah. So there are four. May 17th, right. June 21, July 19, and August 16th. At different places. So Summer Cinema. Summer Cinema. So it may happen more, uh, but this summer it's four times. Right. Remember when I butchered <laughs> that uh, that trailer narrator voice? No, it was so good at the beginning. Thank you. Well, that's because in 1997 is like so easy. (laughs) It is good. Anyway. All right. So uh, talking about workshops and classes that we uh, think you might be interested in attending here in Calgary, the crowdfunding workshop uh, by uh, our friend and podcast guest, uh, Brett Furster, is happening May 5th from 7 to 10 p.m. Um, It is available to members for $65 and non-members for $105. And uh, Brett's done some really cool things in the crowdfunding world and uh, has a lot of great information to share. So you can check out more information about that workshop in the show notes. And he's crazy handsome. He's a handsome fellow, yeah. He's he's a good looking dude. And charming as hell. (laughs) So even just go to spend some time with him, uh, because that's what I want to do. Absolutely. I just want to hang out with that guy. (laughs) He's so great. Um, CSAF is also uh, hosting a Super 8 production workshop, a hands-on introduction to the process of creating films on film using Super 8 on film, creating films on film. Interesting idea. Yeah, Hmm. that's really smart. Soon we'll just get rid of the camera and we'll just have actors live. That cannot be. <laughs> uh, so this one's on May 14th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, 100 bucks for members, 140 for non-members. And the instructor is Kyle Whitehead, who mm. is also a great dude and just Absolutely. fun to hang out with. Um, so csaf.org uh, to check out uh, those workshops and sign up for them, please. Totally. The Salutrian is still shooting. Uh, it's a unit shoot here in Alberta. Uh, and you can find out more information about that in the show notes. Uh, job calls. Uh, they're, uh, CTV Calgary is looking for a part-time camera editor. Um at Bell Media or Bell Media Inc. Sorry, CTV Calgary. Uh, Forty hours per week, full time job. Uh, tons of different things that you need to have and and do. Uh, they're asking for a minimum of three years ENG camera experience in a large market news environment. Uh, working knowledge of technical news operations. Uh, you have to know uh, nonlinear editing systems like Velocity, Final Cut Pro, and Avid. Must be able to work under pressure and demonstrate ability to react quickly, etc., etc. Um, it sounds like a pretty awesome gig so uh check out the show notes uh, for instructions on how to apply for that yeah and i just wanted to mention we, we've been talking about the 48 hour film challenge a lot lately the screening of course was at the expo this year uh the cuff and calgary expo 48 hour film challenge and uh it was awesome we can reveal now that you and i were both two of the three judges yes uh, we were which was congrats cool. to uh to everybody who yeah, made something made some amazing fun films, to watch for yeah. sure and some creepy weird films too which is great you know <laughs> express yourself <laughs> just thinking about that detective one. Oh my god <laughs> It's yeah. so funny. Uh, yeah, that that broke some brains. I was in there for, for yeah, <laughs> when yeah, that, that was, was shown. Yeah, 
that was gag worthy for sure. Pretty amazing, yeah. for sure. So yeah, uh, big congrats to the team that won. They're called the Ravioli Boys, and they they made a really cool movie. Um, so bravo to them. They even sent us a nice note that we were the ones who let them know about the uh, the event in the first place. Found uh, out about it on the podcast. Yeah, people actually listen to this. Yeah, we're making a difference. Scott. Hey. All right. Thanks for so, listening, listeners. <laughs> so let's get into recommendations. Uh, I'm kind of copping out, but it looks amazing. Uh, the Captain America Civil War uh, coming out this Friday. I'm going to be seeing it. Uh, maybe we'll do a little review of it uh, next week. Dope. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, honestly, the, the the Winter Soldier was probably one of the best Marvel movies. I would agree. Made. Yeah, the Captain America series has been pretty pretty spot on. It has. It has, yeah. And so. it, it wouldn't be what it is without Chris Evans. I think he's... Yeah. I mean, he's more handsome than Brett Furster, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Barely, but he is. I've been trying not to watch trailers. The Captain America Civil War trailer is one of the last I've watched. Uh, and it looks amazing. And, but, and the reviews are great. But you know who looks like garbage is Spider-Man. Yeah. And yet people yeah. are saying that he's awesome in it. Yeah. Like he's a great character. I mean, it's so hard to tell. We've seen so very little of him, but... I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Obviously, they're going in a completely different direction than if you if if Spider Man had been around when the Marvel properties were hitting the cinematic universe, he would be a much older guy right now, right? He'd be you know right Peter Parker right now. He's he's going to be a, a, a high school student, which is cool. That's a cool part of his life as well. Um, but his movie is called Homecoming, so presumably that's going to take place in a high school setting, which is cool too. I, I mean, I mean that was what was kind of nice about the the old Tobey Maguire movies was that. He was a superhero in a high school setting, so we'll see how it goes. Totally dope. They could they could fumble that one though. I'm a little concerned. I'm not going to blame you. I'm, I'm not going to say you're wrong about that. Uh, my recommendation is a person again. So I recommend a human being. A human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we talked about Seth a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and this week I want to talk about a young woman in Calgary named Kara Artem. Oh, and uh, I love Kara. She's great. Yeah. Um, and we had her uh, shooting these expo moments with us uh-huh. uh, for us this weekend, I should yep. say, and and she was kind of the. The brains behind the operation. She was the only person. On she was like a one-man producer, writer, yeah, director, totally. and working with Martin editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we had another editor on site, but she was uh, on her feet for yeah. like and twelve hours a day. Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then also she shot the parade um, yeah. with the Steadicam on. So I, I don't know how any human could have survived. <laughs> yeah, um, but she, she survived. Long yeah. days. So she is uh, an Iron Woman for sure, and uh, she's a person who can who can shoot, who can mm-hmm. light, mm-hmm. she can. She can grip, she can edit, um, she can do After Effects, she's wonderful at animating, um, and she can color correct And well. is becoming a DOP in her own right. Yeah, exactly. So um, if you need any hands on set, get Kara's hands on there. For sure. Yeah. Highly recommended. Yeah, for sure. Definite hire. Uh, so thanks to Briar, as always. If for, we're not uh, hiring her. We're, I'm going to try it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so thanks to Briar as always for, for putting all yes, putting this all together. Yes. We couldn't do it without her. And, uh, and hopefully we have some new listeners uh, this week from all the panels. Hopefully uh, you're new. So welcome. If you haven't heard uh, the show before, hope you've enjoyed the first episode for you. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you'd give us five stars on iTunes and go ahead and sub, uh, subscribe to us. And go back uh, and, and listen to the library. Cause absolutely. Yeah. Just skip all the news bullshit because yeah, no one cares you about can that. Skip but go right to the interviews. Yeah. We don't mind. For sure. Because those are timeless and awesome. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we were talking in the actors panel about the Brendan Hunter episode for, right. for the actors. That's a right. great episode. We should do more actors, so hopefully that'll be coming we up We should soon. do more everything. We know this. But thanks for listening. As always, guys, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. It's all AB Filmcast. And visit us at abfilmcast.ca. Shoot us an email at hello at abfilmcast.ca yes, yes, um, to get in touch. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show or if you have any corrections, we'd love that kind of stuff. Or... Uh, or suggestions, um, like a new section, totally, or totally. Uh, or just get rid of Scott Absolutely. or Matt altogether. We're, we're flexible. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not. That. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks, everybody. And now go, go make something. something.